Hello and welcome to this ATS Breathe Easy podcast. My name is Dr. Alex Jenkins and I'm a member of the Pulmonary Rehabilitation Assembly. And today I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Pierre Antonio Lavanezia, who's going to now quickly provide a background summary on his experiences of moving overseas as a more senior researcher, uh, following on from the podcast we did earlier in the year, and um, looking at it from an early career perspective. So I'm delighted to welcome uh, Dr. Letiana. Um, if you'd like to first kind of give a brief introduction about your history with moving overseas, because I believe you've had quite a few moves that you've done during your career to date. Hello, everybody, and thank you, Alex, for the kind invitation. It's a great pleasure to be here with you today. Uh, so I'm, I'm 44 years old. Uh, I'm a medical doctor. I'm a pulmonologist. And actually, I'm a full professor of respiratory uh, physiology since 2021. Uh, I'm working in Paris in three hospitals uh, at university, at Sorbonne University. And um, uh, my scientific interest and research area of expertise is the pathophysiology and mechanisms and language of exertional dyspnea in uh, a variety of uh, respiratory, cardiovascular, muscular metabolic diseases. Okay, fa fantastic. And uh, first, I, I guess I just want to ask in relation to, because uh, this is a very general topic we're discussing in this podcast, is um, around kind of what moves have you had overseas in your career to date? So um, when I was young, younger, <laughs> uh, I was working in Florence as a medical doctor, uh, so like an intern in uh, pulmonology. And I had the opportunity uh, to uh, move to Canada at that time for a, a one-year postdoctoral fellowship. Uh, and this opportunity was made possible by exchanges be uh, between uh, my supervisor from Florence at that time, Professor Giorgio Scano, and my previous supervisor from Roma, uh, uh, Paolo Palange, and Dennis O'Donnell, who is, uh, and he's actually uh, in, in Canada, in Kingston at Queen's University. So that was my first approach. And um, it, it, was, it was really tough, I would say, because uh, I couldn't speak a single word of English at that time. And, but but uh, I'm an enthusiastic, um, man, and uh, uh, I thought this one as a, an, an important, uh, excellent opportunity to uh, uh, really to improve, you know, uh, my 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 expertise, uh, and to of course to get um, uh, something important in my academic career. Fantastic. So um, you say pretty much had a, a postdoctoral fellowship in uh, in Kingston, and then how did you kind of end up moving from there? I believe you went to, to New York and then you've now ended up back in Paris. How did the journey kind of develop um, from that fellowship that you had? Yeah, um, I, I, I stayed in Canada three years, so it was not uh, at the first time, you know, it was uh, uh, one year postdoctoral fellowship, but then you know it uh, it went to two and three and three years. Um, and the thing is that uh, at that time my wife was also moving to New York, uh, so we decided at that time to uh, 
to be not only in the same uh, continent and uh, the same country, but also to, to be in the same town and maybe to share the same apartment. So I decided to move from Canada to New York, from Kingston to, uh, to New York to, um, to, to start a life with, uh, with her. And uh, so that's the reason why I moved from Kingston to Columbia University Medical Center in New York. Yeah, I think the managing of personal relationships is something we'll come on to um, shortly uh, with the podcast. But in terms of these moves, what were kind of your motivations uh, for specifically moving overseas as opposed to, uh, you know, training or continuing your development within Italy? Yeah, well, the first moving, you know, overseas uh, from Florence to Canada, um, was because um, I wanted, of course, as you said, Alex, I wanted to improve my expertise in respiratory mechanics and you know, mechanisms of exertional dyspnea in an uh, excellent uh, laboratory as uh, it is the, the one from you know, Dennis uh, O'Donnell. Uh, and then, of course, you know, this gave me the opportunity to meet other people and to, uh, uh, of course, to, to, to get a network and a, a collaboration with, with other people and to meet uh, also um, some, and to have, you know, uh, um, to open up for some opportunities also back in Europe. Uh, that at that time was not possible um, to, to get back to, to Italy, uh, but there was an opportunity opening up in France uh, with the Professor Tomasi Milowski and Professor Marc Ambert, and I took it, uh, this opportunity to, to get back to Europe. Uh, and this moving back uh, to Europe was with my wife as well. So, uh, it was also important, as you were saying, that family um, is, is an important uh, part of the puzzle uh, and of the moving, of course. And, and I share with you uh, the importance of the, uh, uh, of the family in, in the professional career development uh, of a scientist as well. Yeah, I, th I think the, uh, the the family one is a, a really interesting one and something that can often be perceived potentially as a barrier because um, with these types of positions, I think having mobility on your CV is certainly a big thing um, in, in modern society. I mean, it's certainly pushed with early career researchers. I had it during my uh, doctoral training. Um, it was emphasized. Um, so what kind of emotions did you have about these moves and you know in, in relation to uh, family leaving everything that you kind of knew and your comfort zone um, so what kind of was going through your mind and how did you find the initial stages of the move because you know sometimes the first six months um, can be the most challenging uh, adapting to different cultures so how, how did you find it? Um, if, if I think back to the first moving overseas so from Italy to Canada, I was, uh, uh, from one hand, I was thrilled and I was so excited because, I mean, it was a great opportunity for me. But at the same time, uh, to the other hand, I, I was also scared about, you know, what, uh, uh, what the life, this, this new life, 
would uh, really uh, you know um, give me uh, would be for me uh, so the language for example the, la the the language the barrier you know of the language uh, and this you know at least for the first four six months um, and also well the relationship with people uh, uh, and as you said you know family at that time was you know my my wife and my girlfriend was not uh, my wife yet uh, because she uh, she stayed she remained in, in Europe so our relationship was also a, a long distance relationship for one year um, and you know with the time you know uh, six hours delay you know between you know Canada and Italy so it was was quite of was quite tough. Uh, but I was so focused and co uh, concentrated on on uh, on my job uh, and my on my fellowship that you know uh, I can't motivate myself you know in this one and I was so enthusiastic uh, to uh, to be part of, of this of this uh, new life. Um, the important thing, one of the important thing was the uh, uh, was the was the lab uh, was the Canadian people uh, you know. In, not only from Kingston, also Montreal and other uh, other cities. You know that they helped me out a lot with the language, uh, with the relationship, and uh, also you know to find you know uh, uh, an apartment. You know uh, to try to uh, get me move. You know into this uh, new life. So and this was fantastic because. I couldn't really uh, realize, you know, what I've done um, without, you know, uh, the um, my friends in in Canada. Uh, not only not only scientists, you know, physiologists, doctors, but uh, also um, people, you know, from 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 uh, uh, everywhere. The community they were so kind, they were so polite, they were so helpful, and this is is a one of the most important part of of this uh, uh, of this moving overseas that helped me out a lot. Well, that's that's fantastic, and I kind of guess in in your answer there, you've uh, kind of answered my next two questions really, which uh, I, I had lined up. But it's because uh, I was I was going to talk about uh, personal and professional, how to you know manage those aspects of moving. I think with professional, by the sounds of it, when you move to another country. Uh, you know it could potentially be seen as your dream job at the time and professionally you settle in really really well um, it's just everything else personally is a, is quite a big shock but it certainly sounds that in your experience you had a really good support network um, to help you through and I think that's a, a very big aspect of helping moving moving overseas especially when with yourself you've identified several key challenges that you uh, faced um, moving away from Italy so things such as managing um, cultural differences um, compared to everyday aspects that you used to language barriers is certainly a big one um, and then also you know managing your relationship and I can also um, guarantee that it was probably a bit of a shock with the climate change um, from Italy to Canada because um, it gets very cold during winter so um, so yeah so in terms of kind of these challenges how did you overcome them and cope with things such as language barrier issues maintaining long distance relationships and cu cultural differences as well? Talking uh, about the climate changing, I I went from plus 30, 40 to minus 20, minus 30. So it was a kind of shock. 
against Syria, that was a kind of shock. Uh, but I mean, um, the most important thing is the, uh, uh, the motivation. Uh, because if you want to really realize something, you know, uh, in your life and then in your career, you need to be, you must be motivated. And uh, this kind of motivation drives you everywhere and can drive you, uh, of course, in all of the points and all of the aspects of your personality, um, career, uh, personal and professional um, things. Uh, I think the motivation was the most important thing that really, really, really helped me, you know, in 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 pursuing, you know, my my uh, my fellowship and uh, I mean my my relationship uh, also with the uh, um, with the Canadian uh, group. Fantastic. And with with the language, did you kind of go to classes or or anything like that? Or is is that kind of how you spent your your downtime? Um, you know, you may have been spending it differently to how you would do in Italy. Um, in Italy, at, at my time, you know, when when I go back to my my school, and we we really we really had you know few hours of. Uh, you know, foreign languages, you know, uh, studies, really few hours. So uh, it's, it's really the basic, but the basic is, is useful, of course, but it's not sufficient, you know, to uh, start a new life uh, in, in, a, in a English, you know, uh, uh, the spoken country. Uh, so it was really tough. Um, I took, you know, an English course before going to Canada, but was not enough. So I worked my fingers really, really hard in Canada. Uh, and, you know, um, in in few months, really, I, uh, I really uh, succeeded in, you know, in, uh, in getting to the point and in understanding and, and also not only understanding, but in being leader of some um, projects, uh, so dealing with patients uh, in the lab, in the clinics. So it was quite tough at the beginning. I would say the three, four, uh, the first three, four months, uh, but then it was really easy. Well, that's that's good. And I think it's um, really interesting with with the language side of things with these international moves, because I, I imagine a lot of people may see that as a deal breaker, as you say, to move into another country. It may be quite intimidating. Um, but with the language barriers and picking up and learning a new language, I suppose it's always easier to learn a new language when you're in the environment where everyone speaks it because uh, you're exposed to it. Uh, did you find that learning them new skills and experiencing different cultures helped you? Um, I mean, they're big personal changes, but did you feel that that leaked over into helping you develop your professional skills as well and how you approach your everyday work? Yeah, um, well, this also, um, it's, it's, um, it's valid for the other moving, you know, overseas from, uh, from US to France, because then I had to, to learn uh, another language, so the French, uh, as, um, of course, you would be le uh, learning as well, so you would yes. be finding yourself in the same situation. As I thought, yeah. you know, two years ago, 10, 11 years ago, um, I think I think that's you know um, there is a, also a genetic you know background that 
helps you out, you know, with the with the language. Uh, so uh, with with the learning, you know, of of a language. But then it's again your motivation and the people around around you uh, that you know can help you out, you know, in this kind of mission that you have. You know, but um, of course it's not easy because the culture is different. The language can be uh, uh, tough. Uh, at least, you know, um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, English and uh, French are not that difficult from an Italian standpoint. You know, Italian and French are sharing a lot of you know uh, things in terms of languages and English. You know, we we can learn, uh, you know, uh, fast. Uh, other languages, I don't know, but um, I don't think, I don't think this should discourage, you know, people from, you know, moving, you know, uh, because, because it's, uh, it's a great experience and, you know, really it enriches, you know, your, your background and it helps you uh, developing, you know, new collaborations and it open up, you know, it opens up your mind. Yeah, I completely agree. And to give some perspective, as you were alluding to with myself, having to learn French, I've just moved from uh, the United Kingdom over to Montreal uh, in Canada. So it's very much French speaking here. So I'm I'm in the process of trying to learn French as well, having been exposed to it um, here. So it's quite nice to have them skills. And from what I see that you know, having been in Canada for a few weeks um, is that you can't get the most out of the experience as well um, on a personal level. If you don't kind of have, you know, have a willingness to learn the language, people are very respectful. Um, I'm very lucky. I'm in a bi bilingual um, area. But, um, you know, if you make that effort, I think it opens up so many more opportunities personally and professionally um, to make the most out of the experience on as a whole. So, um, so yeah, so kind of you've been very much, uh, as I say, a journeyman, um, having been to Canada, America, and then now you're in France. Um, so looking back on all your experiences that you've had so far, what do you feel that you've gained from the experiences in the different countries that you've been to? Mm, a lot. Uh, we uh, could be talking for hours and hours. Um, one of the uh, uh, points, important point, is the uh, uh, the methodology. For example, in in your work, you know, to have a solid, you know, to learn, you know, how really to uh, to deal with a protocol, with a program, uh, how to build up a program, you know, in the you know right way, uh, how to uh, uh, to manage uh, a collaboration, how to manage people involving in in a collaboration, in a network, um, to, uh, to, to develop a solid background, to develop a, a solid methodology, new techniques, of course, uh, new uh, aspects of uh, delivering, for example, the messages, uh, you know, how you handle yourself during a presentation, how to teach. Um, so a lot of skills. You know, that can help you out not only in your um, uh, day by day and routine uh, work uh, with your patients or with your um, uh, colleagues, 
but also in writing papers, in writing projects, uh, you know, in, in establishing uh, networks, uh, in managing uh, people. When you become a secretary, a secretary of chair uh, of a group, or like myself, for example, director of the uh, scientific activities at European Respiratory Society, for example. So I think it's important. This kind, this kind of of. Um, job uh, or opportunity you know to, to move overseas and to, uh, to try to work um, um, you know in a different countries are very, I think are very very important so I will never never discourage anyone to do this you know uh, I will um, most of the time I will encourage uh, people young people or I mean even less young people, <laughs> I would say, to, uh, to take these opportunities when they, you know, uh, present themselves. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And I think getting, as you alluded to, the, the different perspectives and having exposure to different ways of working in different labs, um, it kind of helps form how you're the best approach for you as well as a developing researcher. Um, but then you also, like say, pick up the different methodologies, different skill sets. Um, I think they're certainly things that are invaluable and building up that network, a global network as well, um, gives plenty of options as your career advances. So um, I, I don't, I'm not going to step on toes here, but I am going to ask uh, the question of, have you ever been tempted to move back to Italy? Or have you felt that, you know, where you are currently in France, you've managed to make it feel like a home for you and your family? Yeah, uh, of course, I, <laughs> I've thought a lot. And at the beginning, I, I was tempted and I tried to move back to, to Italy. But unfortunately, the academic situation at that time was not, um, was not so solid uh, enough for me to, to get a position, an academic position back to Italy. So uh, with my wife at the time, we decided you know, to, uh, uh, to try, of course, uh, to, to move back to Europe and well uh, we, we, we started contacting you know some some researchers some 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 people you know in, in Europe uh, in UK in France in Spain in Italy of course in Germany and you know we uh, um, we we had you know we were in contact with uh, Tomas Milowski uh, and Mark Amber in, in Paris and you know, uh, we um, we decided, you know, to uh, uh, to go there, and it is actually where we are, you know, with my wife uh, uh, today. Yeah. It's nice, nice to hear and reassuring as well for, for others, because I mean, some people may view overseas moves as a two year position um, with a view to coming back home. But then there's some people who may also want to be looking more long term um, and settling with with family as well. So it's nice to kind of see that in your experience, you've, you know, done several moves and you've actually managed to make um, a new country a home. So uh, so that's great to hear. So my, my final question to kind of wrap up this podcast, really is um, a, fa a fairly uh, long, long question, um, but it's more a case of from a more senior career researcher perspective, what would you say to early career researchers and other researchers of a similar level um, who are preparing for such a move 
um, what kind of are the strengths and considerations but then also for those people who are supervisors as well so for example if you're bringing someone into the lab um, as a PhD student or a postdoc um, what considerations would you say to people who are potentially becoming supervisors for the first time and how they manage people who are moving from overseas? I would, I would encourage you know uh, to uh, uh, to get this opportunity you know because it's an important uh, really um, research and uh, clinical and scientific opportunity to uh, uh, to improve you know uh, skills and to develop and to develop a career um, of course I, I I have uh, some friends you know uh, they decided to move you know uh, overseas for example from from Canada or from US to, to France for example uh, um, or other postdoc uh, with families uh, I know that uh, it's uh, it's tough but right now as a supervisor you know of these people that I call friends because you know we are really friends after you know a few years um, of uh, relationship which is not only a professional relationship is also personal uh, and a, and a, a, a friendly uh, relationship. Uh, I think that uh, um, from a supervisor's standpoint, it's important to uh, uh, to be uh, uh, really uh, to be kind, polite, and uh, to to think that you know when you were young, you were. Um, on the other side of the <laughs> of the barrier. So, uh, and when you found your supervisor that was really, really uh, friendly and it was able to uh, um, to really to meet you and to give you this opportunity was good with you. It was a good mentor. So you should think of that and you should try and to manage to be yourself right now as a supervisor a good mentor you know and to try to to reproduce the same thing uh, which is not easy because um, at, at a certain point in time you can be involved in different activities that can really really uh, use your time uh, uh, and you may be more uh, uh, less present you know or, or less uh, really uh, present with you know with your uh, fellows um, so i think it's important to manage you know this kind of uh, relationship uh, in work and at work uh, because sometimes you get involved in uh, several activities and you can really uh, lose a little bit your contact you know with your students and with your 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 fellows so this is important when you realize that you have to manage that and then step back and try to uh, uh, to reestablish, you know, this this kind of link, you know, with your uh, students and fellows. And this is a kind of uh, um, important, you know, uh, thing, you know, uh, to think to important aspect, you know, of uh, our job as a supervisor, you know, to to be really careful and to 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 pay attention, you know, to uh, to the students and to the fellows because we have been in the same situation before. So, I mean, uh, we were expecting at that time when we were fellows, you know, some attention uh, at work, 
you know, and so we should be doing the same thing right now as well as a supervisor. Yeah, I think that's that's really good good points raised there about when I think even if it's just an inter-country move um, rather than just an international as a supervisor, um, checking in professionally, you know, is kind of part and parcel of what you do, but also personally um, to make sure that people are, are settling in. Because I think also as supervisor, I mean, I'm speaking from a career perspective, but as someone who's been on the other side of the fence, it's it's important to have someone who, you know, checks in on you and is there to offer help, you know, not only on a professional level, but a personal level, because it's at the end of the day, it's in the vested interests of both parties that, uh, you know, if you've come over on a postdoc that you you settle um, because then, you know, it's going to help you professionally as well. So um, as well as benefit supervisor and postdoc. So I think that's really interesting that we've covered, you know, several positive uh, strengths of the move and considerations with challenges of, you know, culture climate language and how to overcome them them barriers as well but i you know it seems that we're both very much of the view that these opportunities are fantastic to take and um should certainly be something that are considered when they do present themselves so thank you ever so much for your uh, input on your experiences it's uh, really appreciated and so I'd just like to bring the podcast to an end now and say thank you to everyone who's been listening. We hope you enjoyed uh, this, the part two of the podcast series on moving overseas. So we've now covered both early career and senior career perspectives. And I'd just like to close by saying thank you ever so much um, to Dr. Lavanetziana uh, for taking out the time to uh, share with us his experiences and, and advice. Um, so on behalf of myself, Alex Jenkins, I'd like to say thank you ever so much and have a great day. Thank you very much, Alex. And of course, thank you to the uh, ATS and uh, your assembly for this great opportunity. It was really a pleasure today to be with you.